The roots, man. The roots. Yeah, it's the roots. I'm more of a nappy roots generation. Nappy? Yeah, I don't even. You know what? Great rap group in 2003. Yeah. And sadly, it was just 2003 for the nappy roots. Yeah, it must be um, why I didn't. I must have been out of the country when they Mm. had their their moment. (laughs) Well, we're kind of the nappy all stars getting the naps. Oh, naps are so good. You got a good one recently? Yesterday? The last week straight. So when we started the whole podcast project, Mm-hmm. The um, I would you know tell you and listeners that the I knew that the Brahmana uh, Muhurtam was four to time of the gods it was four to six a.m. Swami talks about it all the time. It's I've known it for years. But <clears throat> and by the way, I've got Invisalign in, listeners. I was going to try that out, and I'm not digging it. But in the same way, it's going to contain my teeth. Yeah. It'll also contain my speech. I'll let you talk most of this episode. Sure, man. You're you're devoted to the the new smile. You know, I am. And if these straight teeth are distracting you, you let me know, bro. Yeah, yeah. If it's just shock. Yeah, if you can't focus, I'll take too the much sun in my light. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um You should get a gold tooth though, man. I have a long daydream about a gold tooth. Now that would right be right there on my fake one. Nappy roots style. I got a you fake. got a fake tooth? Yeah, a fake. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was born with one less tooth. Just like my dad, and you know, just never grew in. Yeah, I just didn't have it, and <laughs> and uh, you know, everyone has to have the right number of teeth or whatever. Maybe something to do with the bite. On so I've got this, yeah, fake tooth, and I've always just you know thought someday mm. I'm just gonna make it gold. So I, you know, dude, it'd be amazing, huh? Yeah, and you should. You think I can pull it off? Dude, I bet there's something <laughs> good about uh, there's something great about that. A gold tooth? Yeah. I bet there's one, you know, I bet there's something it'd be amazing. There's I bet there's some this is total woo-woo but equilibrating about gold. Like why are humans so why have we been so fascinated with oh, gold you think for it's so like, long? Like colloidal silver. Or yeah, something. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think like there's colloidal co- gold. I think people drink gold. Well, like copper is so good for the body and the muscles. Another and Indian thing that they drinking out copper eight thousand million years. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I like. thought of so many more. Oh, sorry. But really? We're never, we're oh, from that, from that episode from that previous... we were talking about. Yeah. What were some like like turmeric and ashwagandha yeah. and all? But turmeric. those are more just. I was just thinking about food, you know. Well, yeah. Inflammation is involved in in the last. Uh, few years it's become crystal clear inflammation is yeah. involved in upwards of 40 percent of depression wow and so you you can go to therapy all day long and eating a food that's causing inflammation within you and the inflammation is naturally going to tell you go to a dark room joseph lay mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. just like you know a deer that sprains its leg shouldn't be running around vulnerable should go sit quietly mm-hmm. wait for it to heal yeah and uh, an inflammation, then the most typical place that we get inflammation is in the gut from foods that we're allergic to. And turmeric is phenomenal mm. for as an anti-inflammatory. And it is also uh, then through that connected to, it's, it is as mood boosting, two different studies in the last decade have shown it's as mood boosting as Prozac. 
Wow. And it's in 95% of Indian dishes. Yeah, it's every yellow doll, man. But um, yeah. So yeah, maybe gold teeth are like going to help. Dude, there's got to be some reason that humans have just been so, it can't just be because it's 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 rare. and shiny. Yeah. Yeah. And it can't just be it's pretty and shiny because there's so many things. Yeah, there is a reason, I'm sure. And you know, Indians revere gold, so there must be something wise about it. Right. But but yeah, on the nap, yeah, the nappy roots. We can't I, talk about gold teeth the whole time. I mean, I could go. We'd be hypothesizing. I mean, uh, like I get, I get jealous when I see guys with gold teeth. And guys like, yeah, hey, man. I'm like, really? Damn, and you that. don't, you don't think like, okay, this is gonna. I want that gold tooth. Some people are gonna. <laughs> I think just don't think it would like fit in like, you know what I'm trying to do. We all have to play roles in life. Mm. Anyway, enough. I'm sorry, but you know. Well, the. Um, no, it's. Uh, I love learning more about you each day. The the on the nap side of things, I just for the longest time for five years, I'm like, no, nah, man, I can't do naps. Not mm. with my schedule, um, and that's required to wake up at yeah, four. Like you just can't. You need hours. You need right. The the number. Right, and so I got to the play the place over many years where I loved waking up at. Uh, six and then five thirty, <clears throat> and then uh, in the last week, which is terrible to talk about. Right? Like people shouldn't talk about anything that they've been doing for a week. It should be like, mm. tell me you've been doing it for a year, and then <laughs> and then <laughs> hear about it. But I will say, God bless it. The a thirty-five minute nap in the afternoon is all I need, mm-hmm. and I've got great energy throughout the day, even mm. when I'm tired at like mm. noon because I've been up for. Mm. eight hours or i'm waking up at four thirty, so seven and a half hours mm. i'm still like oh i got a nap in a little mm. bit so it's gonna be great it's great there's no like yeah. stress or yeah a strain about it and i'm telling you man it, it and it took some um boundaries to create that time for the nap but it's not that hard mm. even with two kids and working from home it's not that especially working from home actually it's it's actually much easier than an office but man outrageous 7 p.m comes 8 p.m and i'm like good totally good yeah whereas even waking up at six or seven in previous lives i would be 3 p.m 4 p.m exhausted 7 p.m like okay let's just get through Mm. the day Mm. or let's drink a coffee to be able to go out with friends Mm. dude Mm. nap man it's amazing it resets it's like a second morning right so what is it that tires us mind so what is the what Desires. does a nap do mm. <laughs> reset the mind i mean it just stops it all if you fall asleep like it, all that momentum of agitation that whatever's going on, whatever you're worried about or whatever your worries and anxieties are, they just get chopped right in the middle of them. If you if you fall asleep, if you take a nap. Hmm. So you start fresh again. I mean, it could build up again, but it's a freshness. That's the beauty of the morning. It's not the same as 4 a.m., but that, that second morning is is great. It's a little boost. All ancient society, all civilized places in the world take a nap. 
and have for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, Salvador Dali apparently used to, um, I read this somewhere. <clears throat> he had a couch in his studio. He would apparently uh, lay down after lunch and hold a paperweight. Mm. Einstein would too. And when it hit the ground, he would get up. Right, because that hold it in his hand, and it would because if it yeah. he wanted to be in that yeah. middle ground. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. So yeah, it's Einstein, the same idea. You want to reset that thing. Yeah, and it, it also allows for the mind to go into just different spaces as you're falling asleep, as you're waking up. Yeah. Like it's uh, it's it just yeah, it quiet. It also is. I'm telling you, man. It, even the even knowing that I'm going to have a nap, mm-hmm. two hours, mm. three hours, mm. that is so alleviating. It, it, it's so weird. I mean, the, this guy who we're always talking about, the, the Huberman, I think all these people, what I don't understand is they're like, avoid the crash after lunch. Avoid the, the, the tiredness in the afternoon. I'm like, or pay attention to it and go to sleep, man. Mm. What's your problem? What is wrong with people? Why do people think that we need to stay awake all day? It's the weirdest thing. And everybody's like that. They're like, do you feel like you need to crash after lunch? Yeah, I absolutely do. And I love it. And I, and I submit to it. And it's great. Because I'm a human being. And that's how we're built. Mm-hmm. It's like every animal in the world lays down in it, especially in the middle of the day. We're not supposed to be away running around like automatons 14 hours at a stretch. That's not how we're built. We're supposed nin- to lay down. 19th century yeah. like convention of factory work of like, so yeah, weird. okay. They got to stay. Obviously, people can't take naps in the factory. Let's keep them going. Mm. And then you borrow that. Now you're working for a law firm from your home in 2022. And, mm. and you're like, nope, must, it's got to be. Nine to five, and it's got so weird. When you really could, thing is so upside down. Yeah, the one of the well, what I wanted, one of the things I wanted to chat with you about today, and we chatted about in previous episode. um, But I would love to go deeper, and some listeners want to go deeper within it, which is the world of opposites, or what you had said in that episode: the world is opposites. Um, you could even say it is the world as opposites. That is the world is made up of opposites. Do you mind going deeper into the, the philosophy of that, what that is? I think for, for many folks, you might hear that. Mm. So like, oh yeah, I know opposites exist, but it's like desire. You know it exists, but you think it's like just one book and a massive bookshelf of other things to pay attention to. Mm. It's like, no, 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 that's the thing. Yeah. And similarly opposites like, Oh, I know opposites exist, Mm. but like that can't be that important Mm. um, compared to all of the things I'm chasing Mm. success, Mm. peace, Mm. love, admiration, connection. Yeah. And Vedanta has a very unique perspective on opposites. Mm. Do you mind expounding on that? I mean, I don't know. It, it's uh, if you expect the world to be one way, you're going to be disappointed. That's the implication. You're going to, if you expect it to be summer all of the time, 
you're going to be upset when it's winter. If you expect the stock market to be always in one direction, you're going to have some days, you know, where you're suffering. So that's it. The world is opposites. Joy and sorrow, light and dark, profit and loss. That's it. That's what the world is. So it's about relating to it as it is, not as we want it to be. You can't, there's no such thing as, as uh, you know, life being one way and staying in one way. It doesn't work that way. It, health means ill health. You will get sick. Your body will fail maybe multiple times in your life. Life means death. Life means birth and death. They're opposites. They're just, this is life. This is how it goes. But it's, it's so hard for us to process that because we, so much of the world says, no, you can actually make it mm. to the top. Mm -hmm. And then there is no bottom at the top. Mm. Right. Even this shall pass away. Theodore Tilton. Uh, there's fame and, and infamy. Everything is subject to the to its opposite. Your your own the top is what? Only relation to the bottom. All the famous people need all the 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 unknown people to be famous. We need the poor to to be rich. Yeah. We need Although if everyone was famous there wouldn't be famous. It's not famous anymore. There's no such thing. The the it depends on the the anonymity of everyone else. To make it special, you know, to make it different. I mean, the top of what, you know, if everybody uh, had billions of dollars and everything they want and perfect health, and I mean, it's just not. This is not how life works. What it's is all relative. That's what relative to the other. What is the downside of not processing and seeing this world of opposites? Is there a risk? You're suffering. You'll be agitated because it will change. It is opposites, whether you see it or not. It's like what's the what is the downside of not knowing the law of gravity? Really, just I I've, I've heard of it, but I can step off this ledge. Okay, there you go. Down you go. That way, we've got to know that the moment a child is born, it is subject to death. But my child, how can they die of it? What did you think it was? The moment you, you can die any moment. You can be the wealthiest person and the next day be the poorest person. Happens all the time. So it's not, it's not like, it's not to be dark or cynical or it's just to be prepared. That's it. Just prepared for life. For what life actually is. Without, so when it, when these things come, even this shall pass away. Mortal flesh is only clay. Even this shall pass away. That the the poem that we study. Um, fame is but a slow decay. Even this shall pass away. You know. He's looking at his statue being built in the town square. He's he's got a ring that says, "Even this shall pass away." Swami thought about making rings for the ashram. <laughs> Mm. for everyone in the ashram to wear. 
but he said that it wasn't a good idea. I don't know. I don't know. Just Swami being funny. But I mean, it, that's a, that's the attitude. Even the show pass away means what? The other th side of it will take over. I want it to be sunny all day. You'll suffer every night when the sun goes down. You'll be crying like a child, like a like a distraught. Children are manic. They have no intellect. They have no capacity to judge the opposites. Everything is understood by its opposite. Children can't understand. Why can't I just keep? Because there's another thing to do. There's an opposite. They, you can't appeal to them. They have no intellect. They're half-formed human, half-formed beings. They when, can't. When think. does the intellect start to come into play? I mean, they say later. I mean, I would roughly say around puberty. I mean, really. But um, yeah, in in India, there's a. Uh, uh, at least in South India, there's a ceremony, Upanayanam, which is uh, where these, I, I think only Brahmin boys are given this thread to wear, and they wear it their whole lives. Um, it's just like three threads of cotton that they wear around themselves, um, which is symbolic of, uh, Upanayanam means twice born. It's like, now you're born. Hmm. And usually it's around like 11, 12, somewhere in there. It's not that there's zero intellect before that, but when the intellect fully becomes online and is available to be educated upon life, mm -hmm. and that's when they were traditionally sent to guru kuls. The guru wasn't going to talk to them before that. So wait for them to their intellect to come online fully and then start teaching them the, the knowledge. So um, around 14, 15. Earlier than that, 11, 12. Like when they're somewhere in there, I don't know exactly what the hell they decide. But uh, that ability to discriminate and choose between the pairs of opposites requires that you recognize them in the first place. You've got to understand. You've got to be prepared that this is life. There is no, there is no one side to anything. Everything has an opposite. That's that's that is life in the world. Unlike the one reality, which has no opposite, which is duanduatita, which is beyond the opposites, which is inconceivable, unknowable, because it is beyond opposites, and the intellect only understands using opposites. You understand here, not there. Everything is relative to everything else. I mean, it's Einstein. All knowledge is relative to something else. Mm. Ones and zeros. You know what I mean? It's just it's just opposites. And the, the finer your understanding of the opposites opposites is, you know, the more intelligent you are. But it's just intellect only deals with opposites, can only deal with opposites. So the truth, the reality, which is duanduatita, which is beyond the duanduas, duanduas is opposites. That truth is not graspable by the intellect because the intellect can't deal with something that doesn't have an opposite. It can't handle it because it can only deal in the relative. Therefore, it's Vedanta. The truth is not within the, the scope of understanding by the intellect. For that reason. I mean, uh, that's one way of understanding why. Reminds me of the Alan Watts quote of, um, 
in the same way in which water cannot rise above the level of its surface, the mind cannot approach the infinite. Correct. Does, mm. Oh, go ahead. No, no, you're right. The intellect is part of the world. You just can't approach it. Can't get beyond it. It is. The world is opposites. So if it exists here, boom. It's a tool it's, that is meant for the world. Built for the world. What is Swami's quote on uh, preparation of uh, it's to be prepared for the worst, to expect the worst is pessimism, to be prepared for the worst is philosophy. Mm-hmm. So walk us through, and in, on that note of uh, a second birth, there's Jung thought that we didn't become fully formed until our fathers died, mm-hmm. either uh, literally or metaphorically, mm-hmm. symbolically. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if part of that is because it's our parents that shield us from the opposite. So much of our life in our beginning is shielded from the opposites. Mm-hmm. Then your father dies. And then it's like, welcome to the real world. Yeah. And I mean, it's uh, there's rites of passage in every, in probably every culture. You know, Native American boys going on vision quests and whatnot. I mean, it's all, I mean, I think it's probably a little extreme to say when your father dies alone, are you mm-hmm. a, an adult? But I get his point in that you have to start thinking for yourself you will recognize your actual condition at that point. But you don't have to wait till your parents died to, to start thinking. Mm-hmm. To recognize your condition. That's it. Just, Vedanta is just trying to wake us up to how things is. That's it. There's no like weird new ideas. It's just like analyzing threadbare what is this life in the world that we're all experiencing without m- removing all the fluff and all the, the hopium. Mm-hmm. pulling it off and saying, okay, what's actually going on here? That What's actually going on here is you're born alone, you'll die alone. You're, it's a solitary journey, etc. You know, you've got to handle, no one's going to handle your life for you. People can protect you physically, maybe financially, but nobody can uh, get love for you. Nobody can get knowledge for you. Nobody can wake you up spiritually for sure. Even a guru can't do it, you know? I mean, it's just not, it, it. I wish. It'd be so much easier if we could just like go and have somebody do it for us. That's not how it works. So maybe in that way, uh, I mean, you know, Jung's idea, okay, you're, you're dependent upon your father theoretically or you're working in the store that he started and you don't have to think about it or his father started or whatever. Then in that context of Jung talking in the middle of the last century. But I mean, uh, nowadays I think there's there's some built-in rites of passage. I think people probably recognize that stuff pretty quick, you know? I think it took me maybe till I was 26. Yeah? Yeah, I think it. I think going through college, like it's not, not the real world. Mm-hmm thinking wow i'm getting good grades i'm acing these tests Mm. i uh got a good job i'm getting this validation Mm. really i'm just puttering around in other people's systems Mm -hmm. and not even putting around being led through corridor after corridor in other people's systems yeah and then at 20 
maybe 24 of, all right, I'm prepared. I'm going to start my own business. Mm. And then just being flattened by Hmm. the world and uh, the the world basically saying, we don't want your business and Mm -hmm. you are not good at what you think Mm. you'd be good at Mm. Uh, with all of the, all of these people that I've impressed along the way. Yeah. Done everything to keep them impressed. Boom. Big L failure. Mm. Uh, I just still remember the email that I had to write to everybody that it were, that had invested. They were in supporting it all along. And I think I had in many ways been shielded from that by uh, parents and by the world. Yeah. Um, or not the world. The world had it, but mm-hmm. I also was just not cognizant of it. To what you said, it's there, but I just didn't think mm-hmm. it applied. I thought, okay, mm-hmm. got these mm-hmm. gifts. Success is mm-hmm. the name of the, that is the order of the day. Mm-hmm. And man, it was mm-hmm. depressing. And then it's like six months of like, I'm never starting anything again. Then mm-hmm. started something again. Five years later, hmm. for two years, I'm never starting anything again. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, mm-hmm. it's too hard. The There is this idea that we have, what would you say to the the person that says, well, Joseph, obviously some people are winning. You got mm. people that are billionaires mm. and they're beyond most of the opposites that mm. 99.9% of the world deal with. How are they beyond it? They're not going to die? Are they not getting divorces? Are they not... I saw Elon Musk talking about how he can't be alone the other day. And then the guy was saying to him, like, you mean like you're, you just, you're, you're not happy alone? And he said, is it possible to be happy alone? Just the other day I saw that. Hmm. The guy, I'm not saying he's right or wrong, but like, Really? Okay, you're the richest man in the world, and he's not sure that it's even possible to be happy alone. He's talking about at all, like ever. Like sitting and having a cup of coffee by himself, he can't be happy. Different pairs of opposites, but they're in the same world you're in. Same world I'm in. They have the same market challenges I'm in, you're in. Okay, they may not have uh, poverty and... uh, I mean, poverty may, he may literally not be capable of spending through all of his money. It's possible. I don't know. Maybe you can just write one big check, but I don't even know if that's possible to write a check that big. Who would take it? Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know. This is not my, I, I have no idea how that works. I don't even know if it's possible to give it away fast enough before his interest keeps making him a millionaire every two minutes or whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know? So, okay. Temporarily, perhaps, theoretically, he's, he is free of of that particular opposite of of wealth but all the other opposites apply and that too so long as the dollar stays the dollar so long as i don't know there's not an earthquake and california doesn't split off and fall in the ocean which could happen today is he not subject to all that everybody's subject to all of it you know Mm. fame infamy uh respect lack of respect um Heat and cold, joy and sorrow, everything. Health and ill health. He is a Steve Jobs, man. Look at Steve Jobs. He wasn't subject. Mm-hmm. Clipped him. And how old was he? Like 57, 58. That's a big opposite right mm-hmm. there. You know? 
57, gone. And he, throughout his life, he suffered opposites. My company, not my company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like... Top but, of the world, worth like $100 million at 23. Then publicly seen as a failure and in the wilderness, which people forget, for 14 years. Yeah. Before kind of arriving back on the scene. This is it. So this... this there is... Um, the world is going to do these things it it is going to constantly present uh literally the opposite Mm. to us all the time which is how we understand things how we appreciate things how we uh understand everything nobody's free of this everyone is fundamentally in that same human condition has nothing to do with money and power and status the and it's and no, yeah, I, and I should say, I mean, I was just thinking, like, I mean, these are all quite privileged. <laughs> the whole discussion is from a very privileged point of view so far also, you know? Even for just a middle-class, normal person who doesn't, who getting a job working for someone else is a great thing. Even that, the factory can close down and you they go to another town. You understand? Like, it's a... This is life, right? And there's nothing wrong with choosing that, like, so long as you choose with open eyes, Friday night lights, clear eyes, full hearts, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, as, so, as long as you go into it aware. There are 600 million people in the world who have to go get their water, man. We're talking about whether to start a business or not. Well, you I think you, and, and and you, all of these people, all of these people are fully just as impacted by opposites as we are, as anyone is. So at every level it applies, so long as you choose. If a person's like, okay, I understand my ancestors have been walking to that hole in the ground to get water for the last 10 generations, I'm going to do it. So long as you choose and you understand that's what your life is, it could be the best life ever. So it's not about what we're doing. It's not about status. It's not about money it's not about any of these things uh the opposites equally impact every human being and any human being at any level of of life if you want to call it a level i'm not even convinced they're they're like that but what do you mean i mean that we have this idea that this is a good life and that that's a bad life i mean some of the happiest happiest people i know bullshit living and working in south africa for two years yeah in development in poverty alleviation Probably average joy was above the average American. You already mentioned middle class. I think I think you're near, if you don't mind me saying, yeah. um, people thinking that you might be uh, outside. I think you live actually probably below the U.S. poverty line um, yeah, yeah. in income, and you are yeah, yeah. 10 out of 10 every day. Yeah. At least when I've asked you, mm. I remember, I don't know if you remember that phase of life when I would ask you, so what are you, scale 1 to 10? Mm. Like, dude, 10. Mm. And... So there's that data point, the data point of two years of working in the townships uh, in South Africa that I saw it. I remember, I remember one of the most interesting interactions of that time to make extra money uh, in, in addition to the nonprofit work I was doing because my salary was next to nothing was uh, I'd worked as a waiter at nights in Cape Town. And... Um, Siba, one of the ladies that worked with me, she was maybe 30, 
Mm-hmm. I was 23 at the time. And, and, um, and I was just joking around going in and out of the, mm-hmm. uh, the kitchen, grabbing plates and, and, uh, and she said something, I don't know why she said this to me, but she goes, I was like laughing, making people, or, you know, making people laugh. I was drinking espressos at 9 PM and, and she looked at me, she goes, oh, you white people love to work. <laughs> That's and amazing. It was so interesting to hear yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's verbatim what she said. And I remember yeah. <laughs> kind of finding it funny at the time. And then it kind of like exploded in my head yeah. over a few days and weeks of that's that's such an interesting observation of another mm. culture is we love to work mm. and and then i would see that side of her life when i would go into the township that she lived in and people love to be around each other in matchbook housing yeah but having a blast enjoying their time yeah. not this uh image of of just like gotta work 80 mm. hours 80 hours a week mm. Mm. to create this this optionality in life that mm. allows me to work 50 hours a week that then creates the optionality that allows me to work 40 mm. she's quite happy I, I, we were talking about our uh a mutual friend that we have um she spent 19 years in in mexico right before this conversation 19 years in mexico and she said that things were so happy she looks back and she's like, yeah, I actually was way happier in Mexico than mm. in the U.S. In the U.S., mm. it just constantly feels like you're behind. Mm-hmm. And in Mexico, she's like, there's 50 of us, mm-hmm. family members that lived in the same mm. village, the same neighborhood. Mm. And some worked, some didn't. Some cooked, some didn't. Mm. But everyone just mm. took care of each other. Mm. And she said everybody was really happy. Yeah. And maybe that's that could have been uh, rose-colored glasses on, you know, in the past or nostalgia. But I, I, I can tell you to what you're saying. The that average happiness struck me as much happier than mm-hmm. you go and ask the average twenty-four-year-old, mm-hmm. the average mm-hmm. person in a graduate degree mm-hmm. course, <laughs> which actually have terribly uh, terrible mental health. Um, but yeah. okay, so the the question is, um, or the part that I would love to dive into more. Mm. I mean, I could give those examples uh, as you pulled on that thread mm. of Brian Chesky, CEO of Airbnb, exhausted every day. Mm. The two years that I was shoulder to shoulder with him, mm. worked from the same desk, mm. exhausted, probably worth ten billion dollars. <laughs> and exhausted, mm. not happy with that day-to-day. But the internal state could have been in service of others and quite energizing. And, and, with, and with regard to opposites, understanding that if you have an understanding of everything, you're less uh, attached to these things at, when they come. And you're, you're like, okay, joy is here. I'm waiting for sorrow. That's it. I'm healthy right now. Count your, just be like, oh, it's, it's good, you know. It's good to feel good. Because I know that there's going to be a day when I can't fold my leg like this. It's going to happen. I may be dead when I, when I really can't fold it. 
But or it may just be like, I, you know, I can't fold my leg like this after a certain point, or something else will happen, or I'll go through a bout of malaria, or I'll do whatever. So be prepared. Then you won't. You don't. Uh, when things come, they come, and then when they you don't get too involved. You don't get too attached to the good. You don't get too distraught by the the other the bad. These are the opposites. There's seems to be two practicalities with this in in life. One is that preparedness, and another is somewhat of arm's length of mm. there is a downside to this decadent chocolate cake mm-hmm. that I'm having a third piece of. Mm-hmm. Um, there's and, no and downside per se okay tell me more there's only a downside if if we are um, involved in it mentally there's no downside to anything if we are mentally mm-hmm. uh, involved if we have a, a powerful uh, attachment to things being one way more than the other then for you that that chocolate cake is a problem and not for another person Another person can eat the chocolate cake every day and have nothing to do with it. It's like uh, you turn on YouTube in the evening just for some distraction. Yeah, just to relax. You see, what is YouTube? What is the algorithm offering you tonight? Scroll through, pick something, watch for 12 minutes. Watch something else. Ask me the next day, what did you watch? I have no idea. No idea, unless it was like really impactful. So then what's the point? In other words, I don't really care if it's that, not this, so much. It's more or less like generally something. So you want generally something for your tongue. Okay, generally relax, enjoy yourself a little bit, whatever. You're not going to be so bothered about whether you have chocolate cake again. So then you go to India and it's a mango lassi instead of a chocolate cake. And you go to Italy and it's a tiramisu. You know what I mean? You go to, I don't know, Mexico and it's whatever the sweet thing is. Is Can you walk me through the the downside of the involvement of an example like that? What does that look like? Because you'll be, be, if you, then when you're in India, you'll be freaking out because you can't have a chocolate cake. You go to Mexico, you'll be freaking out because you can't have a mango lassi. (laughs) It's like... Why are you so specific about anything? You know, and it can even be like, oh, I, like I remember uh, this old guy in the ashram. He's not there anymore. He hasn't been there for a long time. But I went on some errand with him in 2001, 2000, like a long time ago. And he asked me to come with him. We were carrying some stuff, doing something, some work for the ashram in this nearby city of Pune. And, um, we got off the train and walked out and there was somebody with a Honda City waiting for us, which in 2001, 2000 or whatever, especially ashram guys in India, a Honda City, which is like a Honda Accord, I think, in America. I think it's the same. I'm not sure. It was a big deal. <laughs> you know I mean, and like at that point, I hadn't sat down in a car for like at least a year or two. You know, like a car with air conditioning, like which we completely take for granted. And I was, I remember just being like trying to contain myself, you know? Mm. Oh my God, this is amazing. What, just like riding in a car. So when we go, we pick up the thing 
And then the guy drops us off at this other guy's house. And we had a class or a lecture or something. And then we had to leave. And we go outside and we go to the bus stop. And then we're on the bus, like the red public bus in India. It's like it's like two rupees or one rupee mm-hmm. or I don't even know if it's a rupee. 20 paisa or whatever it is. And then we're riding on the bus, sweating, dirty, covered in dust and smoke and stuff in the heat of India, you know. He just looks at me, this is life. <laughs> you know? It's like it's like if you don't have this attachment to any specific side of the opposites, you just they come through you. You're in it but not of it. Mm-hmm. You're just you're with it and then you're with that. You're with that and then you're with this. It's when you're in America, you're American. When you go to India, you're an Indian. When you go to whatever, you're there. You you have no uh there is no like strong uh, preference for any side of the opposites at all. You're free of it. They come through you. So I've heard you say of Vedantic philosophers fits in anywhere they go. Totally. My God. Easy. Just assimilates. Yeah. If they need to, if it's their obligation. Flexible. You just be where you are. With who you are. However you are. However you need to be. That, no, but that's not who I am. Well, I have my preferences. I have, That's who I am. Okay, then be that. You'll suffer. Because the world is not set up to cater to any one individual's preferences. It just won't work. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care if you're Musk or Bezos or whoever it is. Nobody can command the universe. It doesn't work that way. We're not in charge. So we relate to it as it is, and the 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 less um, the less attached we are, the less the less um, involved we are in one side of the opposites than the other, the freer we are from the world, which is opposites. It's like succumbing to the the nap, the crash, instead of no, I must resist this. Yeah. Instead of no, this is this is. This is the world. The world, and this is this is a human being. This is what it is. Nature of being alive. Take a rest. And the last point I'd love to cover with you is that preparation piece. Mm. Mm. When you recognize, and that seems to be perhaps the most. um, Actually, no. That 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 downside to the involvement, but seeing that has been revelatory to me to be like, okay, there is a downside to this. I bring up my favorite line of the Gita of uh, what is nectar in the beginning is, is poison in the end. What is poison in the beginning is nectar in the end. All the time, one that's obviously, uh, that is world of opposites. Mm. One is going to carry with it the other. The So there is this real practical benefit of, of me recognizing, okay, there's going to be, all right, there's this, this upswing in business. Mm-hmm. There's, don't get too involved with it. That's mm-hmm. that's part of that mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. observation, and and keep it at arm's length because there is a downside. Into your clarification, a downside to the involvement. Mm-hmm. It is, um, it's, it is so. I think it's helpful to recognize there is a, a doctor was recently telling me, and and this I think came up in a previous episode of. Um, that when we when we're generous uh, 
we the, the doctor was saying we release oxytocin neurochemical of feeling safe when you share you feel safe mm-hmm. which is ironic or it seems paradoxical you have less but you feel safe you actually have more because now you have an extra pair of eyes arms mm. legs now looking out for you mm. but from the immediate sense it seems like wow that's paradoxical that when i share I feel my body's going to release this mm-hmm. neurochemical saying I'm safe. And then uh, she said, and the opposite is true. When you take, when you take, your body releases vasopressin, the neurochemical of fear. Mm-hmm. You are going to feel more afraid. Mm. Simply with an, an experiment of a donut between us, if I take it, boom, my neurochemistry is the, that world of opposites clicking is kicking in instantaneously of like oh now -hmm. you're actually going to feel like you have less Mm -hmm -hmm. you have one more donut and one less unit of feeling Mm -hmm. safe Mm -hmm. Um, similarly with dopamine and what she was saying with prolactin Hmm. your dopamine goes up because of something fun and exciting that you're involved with Mm -hmm. you're involved in so you're like wow Mm -hmm. this date might actually happen Mm -hmm. super involved Boom, your body's going to start releasing prolactin almost immediately mm. to bring you that back down to baseline, uh, your a body's own depressant mm. to bring you back down. Mm. And that that system is so immediate and just blew my mind to see, just like seeing the exa- these examples mm. um, that we've mentioned, you see it and you're just like, holy shit, this thing is so refined mm. for what this philosophy is says so refined is so Mm. or the other way around the philosophy is so in tune Mm. with how this works in the preparedness bucket that being like the second order effect of this it's going up Mm. okay be prepared for it to come down Mm -hmm. it um well i'd love to ask you what's the practical benefit of that preparedness for in that uh, quote of swamis of um to expect the worst is pessimism. To pre- be prepared for the worst is philosophy. Is to be a philosopher. Can you walk um, a listener through why that's so beneficial to then jump into that bucket of being prepared? You'll maintain your composure. You'll maintain your equipose, as opposed to getting slaughtered and on the ground in a fetal position. <laughs> You know, that's that's the benefit if you're interested in that. If you're not, there's no benefit. If you don't mind getting slaughtered by every change of life, then there's no benefit. But it's for people that are over that. I, I But I like, uh, I like the up and down. That's the spice of life. Cool. Go big. When you're over it, come to Vedanta. It will help you. That's it. It's for those who <laughs> are over the roller coaster. It's like surfing. How could someone love the attachment, especially love when it comes it. to like I've dating? Seen, I saw it recently. so attached I saw, to a date I, that no, you're going to... People love it. I saw a lecture the other day in the ashram, uh, a recording. This girl was asking Swami, but Swamiji, that's life. Why do we want to be, you know, this visitor, you know? Real American accent. Swamiji, you know? Isn't life supposed to be, you know, opposites? Isn't that what life is? It makes me appreciate the ups when I go down. He said, okay, go ahead. <laughs> he just looked at her and said, sure. But, you know, she was young at the time. It's probably a 10-year-old lecture. She was probably in her 20s. 
Okay. If you want to continue to get bashed, keep doing that. Like I was going to say, it was like surfing. It was like after a while, when you get steamrolled by enough sets of waves, you're going to ask somebody, uh, how do I duck dive? <laughs> Is there a way to handle the white water without getting just mauled? Yeah, there's a way. Make yourself a starfish. Use the momentum of the water. Is there a way to paddle out that's easier than fight? Yeah, just look for a rip current, man. It's like an escalator. Mm. You can get out with your hair dry, you know? But if someone's like, no, I'm, I, this is surfing. Surfing is getting mauled all the time. Okay. Go big. This is it. So for those who, who are done suffering, who have gone up and down enough, I mean, you have to be stupid to go through it too long. I mean, just the fools learn from their own experience, wise from others. It, the best is learn when you're 12. Like we started talking about. India was like, look. We're going to educate you boys now on, unfortunately, only boys at that time. We're going to educate you boys now on what life is. So you don't get steamrolled. Because, by the way, it's not like, I like getting heartbroken. I like getting attached and divorced <laughs> three times. That, that's made me appreciate true love. Okay. As if there aren't permanent scars on your heart and your soul. And Come on. It's, it, life is too... Uh, People are too trite about these things, you know. Uh, divorce rips people apart. It rips them apart permanently. There are scars. It destroys families. There's it, This stuff never gets fully fixed, you know. Just because you go to like a trauma crystal person on the Santa Monica beach doesn't mean it actually gets healed. There's real suffering going on, you know. Some crazy percentage of people uh, I saw... American Psychological Association, I have in one of my slides that we do for corporate people. It's like two-thirds of Americans uh, will uh, seek help for stress at some point in their life. That is like staggering to me. We'll, seek, we'll actually seek professional help for stress, right? That means everyone's stressed. And two-thirds of that stress that they actually go and seek help. Right. For mental health, I know it's 10 years before, on average, 10 years before someone seeks professional help of first symptoms to when they seek professional help. So, so this is like, we're like, oh, you know, life is stressful. Now we're just awakening to it. No, it doesn't have to be. If you get some knowledge, this is the value of preparation. You won't go through all that stuff. You, you won't go through these problems. You know, uh, Swami once, I saw him in an interview tell somebody that, was a, he said, I'm going around the world teaching everybody about stress, but I have a confession to make. And the lady's like, what, Swami? He says, I don't know what it is. I've never had it. I, he, and he was genuine. He's like, I don't know. Because the man has been training in higher values since he was a child. So if you get trained in higher values, if you understand life, if you get prepared for life, not just prepared to make a, a living, but actually prepared for life mm. through all of this knowledge, through what life in the world is, mm -hmm. you're not going to get ripped apart all the time. And that's not the way to learn. And by the way, people think like that's the spice of life. What it also is, is uh, 
distracting you from what you're actually here to do, which is impossible to do with an agitated mind, which is to seek the self and discover your true nature. It's impossible to do it with an agitated mind. It just, they are antithetical. They're the opposite, again, Mm. of each other. These things can't both happen. You can't be stressed out and agitated and heartbroken and mentally involved and enjoying the spice of life and contemplative and meditative and that yet that's what's and going helpful and helpful helpful to those around and you that's what's going you're... on in the world today people are trying to be contemplative and meditative when the whole thing is such a mess there's no sense of any balance at all there's no rest in that in in a person's life people can't just like sit still and relax can't justify a nap Dude, I've worked for myself for two years. I couldn't justify mm. a nap. Mm. And it was it was like the hardest, yeah. one of the hardest things that I've done is like carve out an hour. I was like, is it two hours? Is it three hours? Do I carve yeah. it out in the afternoon? But I want to be able to surf in the morning. To, and, yeah. and then you do it. And then it's so simple yeah. to actually do to yeah. say, okay, let me try on this idea of the world of, you know, nap is the example, but, but this conversation, let me try on this, this hat, this idea of everything is opposites. Mm. And whatever good I'm seeking this afternoon to distract me from the bad mm. will have its own cost. Mm. Um, whatever thing I'm attached to that's going through a, a winter is going to have its summer to it. Mm-hmm. It it can't not because that's the, obviously the the fear when things are going poorly and why we distract because we just think oh this dynamic with this coworker is not going to end now I need to distract yeah. myself yeah, yeah. because tomorrow I'll, it's going to be I'll worse never get out of this. I'll never get out of this yeah. it's like no it's the sleep on it <laughs> right it, the beginning the new beginnings are planted yeah. in the end yeah yeah go lie in the arms of Morpheus what's that the god of sleep. Morpheus, probably related to morphine, I don't know, but mm. you know, definitely <laughs> Matrix. Lie in the arms of Morpheus. Take care of you. Dude, amen. So many problems. Yeah. Just like don't check your email for a week and then go in and catalog how many problems already solve themselves Ugh. by the time Crazy. you reply and by the time you... or. Instead of thinking, I need to push yeah. these along. I need to solve this. Yeah, yeah. Joseph, thank you again for another. Speaking of Morpheus, dude, I think a nap is in our future today. Heckin' yeah. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, bro. Thank you for another great content. Great. Woo! That episode was fantastic. And if you are digging yoga for your intellect and want to introduce this philosophy to your coworkers and your team. Well, Joseph and I are down to come visit basically an in-person YFYI. Come visit with you and your team. In the same way that you might invite a yoga instructor for a team building event, we're willing to come to your office and talk to your team as well. We can do it over Zoom as well. It is, uh, it's whatever makes sense, but uh, we're even down to do it in person. And that is just in line with the mission of 
making this philosophy available and accessible to all those that seek it. Joseph and I would love to come talk with you and your team about Yoga for Your Intellect, and that really comes from my perspective of running businesses for the last 15 years, and just knowing, man, it was about 10 years ago, I was running a 50-person company, led to a trip to the ER, I was drinking seven cups of coffee a day to try to stay on top of everything, um, trip to the ER with a heart condition. Needless to say, it was a very, very stressful, extremely stressful time in life. And that business ultimately failed. And 10 years later, I sit here and, and get to have these conversations with, with Joseph while running two companies and, and a venture fund. Each day just feels like it's a hot knife through butter. I have not had a single day of stress in the last six, seven years of building multiple companies and, and multiple venture funds. It's truly remarkable, and I know that it's not me or the businesses that are different than 10 years ago, but it's my approach to each day and quite literally to the start to the day because every day starts with this philosophy for me. And we want to share it with your team. For me, it feels like an obligation of sorts and a loud siren saying that teams and companies around the globe need to hear this. So if you're interested, email us at, this is the key thing, email us at yoga for your intellect at gmail.com. That's yoga for your intellect at gmail.com. Use the email address in the show notes, and we would love to come chat with you and your team. <laughs>